So get your life in order and your work will be in order. And it, it translates into your business and vice versa. If your business is a mess, when you come home, you're going to be a tyrant. You're going to piss off your kids. You're going to be a jerk to your spouse, right? So people talk about that work-life balance. I find it to be BS. Um, it's just life balance, right? Um, because I love what I do. I never work a day in my life. So it's just, you know, making a better version of me. So the better of a version of me, I'm better to my spouse. I'm better to my family. I'm better to my clients. I'm better to my business partners. So why don't I try and work on being the best version of myself for everybody else? And, you know, you put that kind of energy out in the universe. That's the type of energy you get back. It is impossible to anticipate where the two monsters which suddenly appeared in the atomic area will attack next. If your power goes out, remain calm. Oh my In three, two, one, we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 54 of the First Sit Podcast. We're switching back to the 50s countdown to Kembe. And we had a talk before, and we realized that if we go season two, season three, and so on, and restart the count, Recommending episodes is going to be almost impossible. The and analytical so was, side of me really couldn't do it. Yeah, I was so, like, we got to we got to stay organized. I just got to. I, I was having a moment today. Yeah, we're updating our analytics. So today's guest is a returning guest who is Josh G. Um, last time we came on, we really talked more about his backstory and how he got into the Philadelphia market and became a powerhouse lender in the Philadelphia market. Today we're going to talk about the evolving real estate and what changes are happening buyer uncertainty. And we're also going to talk about this guy's ascension in social media. Since the last time we had him on, he's gained over 20,000 Instagram followers. I don't even know what he's done on other <laughs> platforms, but I want to know why it's happening <clears throat> because he doesn't look like a typical influencer. And we're going to talk about that. With that being said, Josh, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Great to see you guys again. Yeah, dude, we're, we're happy to have you on. This is another one that's been a long time coming again. I know we've been talking about, you know, the follow-up episode, getting you back on here. So I'm excited about this. Happy to be here, gentlemen. Here we go. So uh, obviously, let's kick it off with season two. Um, what are you sipping on, Josh? Uh, for right now, I'm back in the gym, so it's water. No Don Julio this time. So oh, trying to keep the alcohol out. I got to get back into the gym, um, making my press. You know, got another 40 pounds to go. So um, that's the goal. Uh, started at 265. Now I'm hovering right around uh, 220, walking around normal weight. And I uh, want to get down to 180, 185. So... 40 pound push coming up. So that's good. Um, that's yeah, it's the water. And anything I'm drinking right now, zero calories. So that, that, that's it. great. Dude, that's a, so, that. so why, what was the inspiration for an 80 pound cut? That's a lot, Josh. Yeah. Well, um, my main thing is, is, you know, you see, I coach a lot, right. And you'll see it on my social media and stuff like that. And uh, literally my haters would rip on me on my weight. They would literally bully me. Uh, but I don't consider it bullying me because, listen, only the truth hurts, right? And they're right. I needed to lose weight. So I took that hate um, and rechanged re it into positive energy and used that as a motivating factor to get my, my ass back into the gym and do what I need to do and create those habits, right? We don't want to look at them as tasks, right? People look at going to the gym as a task. Um, as soon as it becomes a habit, you want to do it. Your body will want to get up in the morning and go to the gym. Your body will want healthy, satiating food and not fast food. You know, when you stop and have to grab that Chick-fil-A real quick, you know, your body's going to be like, 
oh, that was good for five minutes, but oh, no, I didn't really want that, you know? So it's it's just a lifestyle and a mindset. So, um, you know, I truly believe you got to have your house in order. Uh, and that was one area I was lacking in. So, um, you know, slot analysis, strength, weakness, opportunity, threats, that was a weakness in my game. Some people called it out. Hey, more power to you. That was what that was the motivation I needed to get back into the gym and start doing what I need to do. So, sometimes yeah, all my haters out there, thank you. Yeah, man. Sometimes the cruelest statements are the ones that'll just push you right over the edge make and make change, you make, yeah. a, make a big change. So, what's like, your new what? routine then? What are you doing different to lose yeah. the weight? Okay, so number number one, accountability. Um, I truly believe everybody uh, should have a coach. Um, so I've always had business coaches. So this time I hired a life coach uh, who's also a personal trainer. So I'm doing the life coaching plus the physical. So we're taking care of, you know, the mind, the body and the soul. Um, a little bit of a different approach because at this point I've, I've, I've ran through a bunch of coaches in the business world. Um, having another business coach I didn't think was going to be beneficial to me, but everybody needs a coach, right? We, we talk about Tom Brady, you know, the GOAT. He's still coachable, right? You still mm -hmm. got a coach. So if Tom Brady's got a coach, why don't me? Why don't you guys, right? Everybody needs a coach in one capacity or another. Um, so I decided to switch it up and got a life coach because I believe if your life is not in order, your business can't be in order, right? We've all worked with that employee. Like the key, I know you come from banking, Al Insurance, right? You got that one employee that comes in, has baby drama, can never get sick, childcare is taken care of, their car's always breaking down, they're constantly late. And then when they come into work, their work is terrible, right? Nobody wants to work with them. Well, it's because your life's a mess. So get your life in order and your work will be in order. And it, it translates into your business and vice versa. If your business is a mess, when you come home, you're going to be a tyrant. You're going to piss off your kids. You're going to be a jerk to your spouse, right? So people talk about that work-life balance. I find it to be BS. Um, it's just life balance, right? Um, because I love what I do. I never work a day in my life. So it's just, you know, making a better version of me. So the better of a version of me, I'm better to my spouse. I'm better to my family. I'm better to my clients. I'm better to my business partners. So why don't I try and work on being the best version of myself for everybody else? And, you know, you put that kind of energy out in the universe. That's the type of energy you get back, you know? So that's why I made that conscious decision to make, make that move. And that was something new that I did last year that I'm carrying into this year as well. Yeah. What a way to start. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we've we've actually had a couple of guests on who have, who themselves either are life coaches or have they themselves have hired a life coach, a business coach. I feel like those people are the ones who make the most prominent change. Mm. So we we had a, we had someone who came on. She she's the owner of a local gym, and they they crush awards here on the main lines called X Training. They yep. hired a business coach, and they their revenue legitimately doubled in a year. That's insane just from hiring a coach. So just to chime into what you said, good on you for, for taking the onus and hiring something. Health is wealth, man. So taking Absolutely. in that. Absolutely. Is, you got to own it. You got to own your truths, whether as hard as they might be, you got to earn your truths because otherwise there is no growth. Right. So, you know, maybe it wasn't presented to me in the best way, but whatever, you know, don't shoot the messenger. Right. Listen to the message, you know, and the message at the end of the day was like, yeah, Josh, this is the only thing we can poke at you at because the rest of it, you know, you're armored up. We found the chink in your armored up. So what am I going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to D up. Awesome, <laughs> so, so I didn't, and I, and I didn't mean to, when I said earlier, you don't look like an influencer. What I meant was, is how old are you? No, Josh? I don't. 
How old are you? I'm 47, okay, and right. I don't look good in a bikini. So you're you right. Don't. I'm not. I a would not want to see you in a bikini. So well, you're gonna when you when you hit the 181. But yeah, <clears throat> you, dude, you have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. I see you making videos all the time, and you just you're just so prominent. And Dikembe says you're like the most connected guy in Philadelphia. But when you look at your page, it's like, how does a 47 year old man? right? Who's now on a journey to lose weight, but back to 60 pound, Josh, he had 80,000 followers. So caps off to you. How do you think that you've been able to do that? Um, just like anything else, consistency, you got to consistently put yourself out there. Um, and you got to be different. I think my message that I bring is a little bit different. I'm edgier. I curse a little bit, you know, because I'm passionate about what I do. You'll see some of my videos are no BS. Like when you work with me, there's no bullshit. There's so many bullshit artists in the financial sector. Those are people that you don't want to work with. You know, I'm as real as they get. And, you know, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear because I'm going to help you build wealth and a legacy through home ownership, through real estate. Right. So I really don't pull any punches. So that's why, you know, my audience doesn't pull any punches with me either. So, you know, if you, you dish it out, you got to be able to take it. Um, so consistency is key. Um, and promotions. I promote every post locally to the real estate community. And then I'm always liking, commenting, and sharing others in my profession, other people, business owners, other real estate agents, you know, um, sharing their content. Um, so that helps you organically, you know, in the rank rankings. And now, you know, with Instagram, it's all video, 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 um, especially reels, you know, because they want to compete with TikTok. Um, but the reason why I went with Instagram, I find it like the perfect blend. There is no cap on your followers. Facebook, you're, you're capped at 5K. So you got a very limited audience. Um, and for me, I'm a very visual person and I feel more people learn visually than they do through text. So that's why I was never really big into Twitter because most of the time I really don't care what most people have to say because it's a, just a bunch of noise and chatter. Um, so I've never really got big into Twitter. Uh, Facebook, you know, same thing. Facebook, it, it, it's like, what are you? Are you Twitter or your Instagram? Are you, you know, copy or are you pictures, you know? And I feel like kind of Facebook is if you're undecided on social media, you go Facebook. And I, I find that for more of the lack of a better word, like boomers um, is Facebook. And that's not really my target audience. I will still help them and everything. You know, they're in a position of downsizing. But right now I'm trying to catch people that are renting, you know, which is the younger generation. And I want to show them that, you know, I'm the OG. You can come to me. I'm still cool. I'm still a hip. No cap. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm up on all the lingo. You oh, know what man. I mean? So um, I'm fun to work with, you know what I mean? But, you know, you're going to listen to me and I'm going to help you build wealth and show you how money works because the older I get, what I notice is there's a further separation of financial literacy and education. Um, you certainly cannot depend on the public school system for it. And most can't depend on their parents. I mean, if you both your parents got a 580 credit score and have been renting their whole life, how are you going to take financial advice from them? They're, they might be in the struggle, you know what I mean? Just trying to make ends meet. Um, no disrespect, that's somebody I'm not going to take or learn financial advice from. You know, the people that I get my financial advice from are wealthier than me, smarter than me, and have more assets than me, right? 
I want to learn from the best, the trailblazers, the people that are ahead of me doing it. Um, so that's the thing is I try and bring that education, you know, to my clients and put it out there on social media, you know, just little tidbits and even stuff that we talked about today about creating habits and getting into the gym and getting your head right and having the right mindset. Um, all those self-limiting beliefs, that's what all holds people back. And like, literally, I just want people to break free of all that um, and, and become their best self, you know, everything, you know, health, wealth, real estate. That's my gig. That's what we do. Yeah, it is. that's a good point. I'm happy you brought up the whole social media thing and your rise with that, because as you see in the real estate world, like video content is becoming more prominent. People are saying, well, they've been saying it for years, right? That agents, lenders, anybody in the industry should start leaning over to putting out more video content. And yep. as Albert said, it's like you are showing, you know, how that can actually help your business, but you still see so many people who aren't tapping into it. Yeah. And a lot of it is, is, is fear, you know, um, most people will cringe getting on something like this. Mm -hmm. You know, I embrace it. Like, for example, of course, I'm going to be a guest on here because this gives me more exposure on social media. Mm -hmm. You're now going to be promoting Josh G through first sip and I'm going to be promoting first sip through Josh G. It's a win-win. Mm -hmm. It's a symbiotic relationship. You know, we're all in it together. And that's who I'm looking to partner with is people who want to be in it together. You know, there's plenty of business out there for everybody. There's plenty of wealth out there for everybody to gain. You know, let, let's not hate, let's elevate, you know, let's all work together. I like that. And that's another thing you always bring up, Albert, is just like how the networking capabilities, right? Like how people can keep building off of each other just from the connections we're making from the podcast. So, right. I mean, I've gotten offers accepted. People are like, oh, you know, buyer's offers don't get accepted. Pe people look me up on Instagram and like, oh, yeah, I know this guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Three offers all the same. We'll go with Josh G because we we know who he is and he gets stuff closed and he's great to work with. That's you know? another thing you hear a lot in the industry. So like, Does yeah, really all during happen? COVID. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is it really like that? Will a seller really look at someone's Instagram and be like, oh, I'll end up going with this guy? Well, and the listing agents will. Listing it, yeah. Yeah, because you want a good transaction. So, so what they'll do, just to segue there. Any good listing agent worth their salt is going to pre-qualify that pre-qual, right? Call the lender. Hey, how you doing? How they look, right? And they're also going to look up the buyer's agent, right? How experienced are you? You don't have the experience or you, you work for a brokerage that maybe doesn't have the best reputation or you work for a team that everybody finds to be difficult to work with. The offer is not going to get accepted. So I always say to my clients, you know, who you work with matters. And in this market, you better have a capable real estate agent. You better have a capable loan officer. If not, get prepared to put 50 offers in and none of them accepted. Mm, that is a good point. And, and that's, you know, and that's, that's the fact. That's the hard truth. Yep. It's a good segue as you bring up the market because once again, since the last time we, we spoke, a lot has changed um, oh, a lot. across the country, um, especially in the Philly area, especially. But can you uh, talk to us about what's been going on lately with the interest rate hikes and some of the things that they're talking about doing throughout the year? Yeah. So uh, right now we still have inventory issues, right? We have an abnormally uh, large buyer pool because interest rates uh, have been at uh, historic lows. They started to rise because of inflation. So everybody, you know, I hope you all enjoyed your COVID checks because this is the end result of it. You cannot run a printing press of money without any consequences. It's a little something called inflation, which most don't learn about in school because it's not taught. So it's the devaluation of our dollars. So we have to raise up interest rates, not me as a lender, but ultimately, you know, the Federal Reserve, you know, where we get all our money from, right? Um, they got to raise rates, right? Um, 
But inflation, they've already gone up. The feds have announced that they were going to do three scheduled rate hikes this year. And inflation's pretty much doing it right now. So we don't know if the feds are still going to do it. So a lot of buyers are still kind of rushing into the pool that say, hey, I want to get in while rates are still good. We've been spoiled for so long with rates in the twos and the threes that like people think it's a hard pill to swallow a rate in the fours, you know, which is still in the grand scheme of things, a phenomenally low interest rate. It's just our perception has been so skewed because we've been spoiled for so long. It's like, you know, giving a kid candy for dinner, you know, and then all of a sudden pulling their plate and throwing some broccoli on it. Like, yo, what the hell is this? I want my fun dip. You know what I mean? I'm used to eating candy. You know, well, you got spoiled. You shouldn't really be used to this because this is abnormal, right? The only reason why rates were the way we were, we had a global pandemic, I mean, that's pretty big. Now, we also have a lot of uncertainty in the market right now. You know, we don't know what's going to go on in Russia. I have a feeling that's going to heat up and not be a good situation. I think that might have a global impact. And if that does, we'll see what that does to rates and see maybe if it brings them down a little bit. But um, whenever we see rates move, um, historically, I, I have a great saying that says they rise like a rocket and fall like a feather. Right. So it means Rates, they have a knee-jerk reaction, inflation, oh shit, they go up, and then they start going, okay, we had a knee-jerk reaction, let's settle it down and see where we end up. You'll see the same thing at the pump, right, gas stations. You ever notice all of a sudden overnight, you drive by one, you're like, holy crap, you know, gas went up 20 cents a gallon. Mm -hmm. But then after like a week or two driving by the same gas station, you're like, oh, prices came down a little bit, right? So it's that initial shock. And then you see it come back down. You're like, okay, it's not so bad anymore. So they kind of do the same thing with rates. It's initial sticker shock. starts to float back down. You're like, oh, okay, it's not that bad. But at the end of the day, it's still higher than where we started at, right? What, what are they, uh, not to interrupt you, what are they hovering at right now, Josh? Um, really depends on What's your credit loan to value, but pretty much fours are here. I mean, if you want a par interest rate, which means paying zero points, Okay. Um, which means like no extra fees to buy down your interest rate. Um, fours have arrived. You know, you'll see a lot of online lenders and a lot of advertised rates still in the threes because the perception of the consumer is that rates are still in the threes. So you just have to be careful and be educated. Most of those rates that you see in the three are coming with one to two, two and a half points on them. Um, and a point is 1% of the loan amount. So if you're paying two points on a $300,000 loan, your closing costs just went up by six grand if you want to keep your rate into the threes. You know, that's where, you know, some of these slimy dudes out there will, you know, kind of hose the borrower and tell them like, oh, here's your rate, surprise. And then they're like, oh, well, I don't have the six grand. And then they go, oh, okay, well, here's your rate. And they already got them on the hook, you know? Mm. So this is where we see a lot of bait and switching in the market, um, I do not do that. I've never have, never will. But, you know, desperate times, people do desperate things. So it's really important for me. I stay in front of my buyers. I educate them on what's going on. Um, so that way they don't fall prey to these traps and literally, you know, get Shanghai throughout the process. So, so if you were like, say you were like looking at like a rocket mortgage or <clears throat> not slandering anybody's name, but I'm just asking right. that online, that's the only one I know. Yep. If you were looking at like a rocket mortgage and on TV it said rates as low as whatever, 3.2, but then, and you're buying a $300,000 house, but then you're, you're saying, make sure you look at the original qualification. Look at the, look at the fine print because okay. correct, they're a prime example of it. Um, 
you know, they quote their rates with points. So the average consumer has got to go down to the bottom and look. Most of their rates are with two to two and a quarter points on them. I compete against them all the time. So I know, you know, part of SWOT analysis, right? Strengths, weakness, opportunity, threats. You got to know your enemy. I'm not right. saying they're my enemy because there's plenty of business for all. But the way I do business is a little bit different. I actually give the client the choice. You know, here's your par rate. Do you want to buy it down or not? This is where you see advertised rates, et cetera. Instead of just cramming it down their throat going, you know, here you go. Here's your rate. And you're going to pay six grand in fees. So you brought up the online, like the online brokerages, you know, like the online lenders. There's been, you know, news in the past couple of months with Zillow, you know, kind of just tanking. And I think there was some recent news also about Redfin's earnings not being where they needed. Where do you see the future of those like online brokers going? Do you think that Zillow really has staying power now that their whole like buyback program has died or? Um, well, listen, Zillow's got plenty of money as long as realtors keep buying their leads. And that's one thing for you consumers out there. Do not home search on Zillow. It is not there to help you. It is a lead generation platform. Their goal is to capture your information and sell it to a realtor who in turn is going to try and sell you a home. Um, so I hate, I hate all of them, to be honest with you. But I do love technology. I use a lot of technology and automation in my business. But where I think some of these big box online retailers, lenders, real estate services, they're missing a big part of it. And it's actually part of our mission statement and part of our core values, um, which is we call it high tech, high touch. OK, because a real estate transaction is extremely complicated. There's many, many, many moving parts. It can never be automated. I'm sorry. No matter how hard they try, you cannot push a button and get a mortgage or push a button and get a house. Just not going to happen. OK, you need a real estate agent to negotiate. Right. What happens with repairs? What happens if the appraisal comes in light? What's it supposed to do? I'm supposed to hit a drop down box on Zillow and hit send and go. Here you go, Zillow agent, that you're only making a half a percent. Go renegotiate the sales price. And it goes, sits in a queue. You know what I mean? I just don't see automation happening in our business. More so, I see an integration of high tech using technology, but also high touch, still keeping boots on the ground, which Redfin was doing good with. Um, you know, I know they would pass some of their information to local agents to work the deals and stuff like that. But you can't take the human element out of real estate. It's not going to happen. I, you know, and I've been in it from when we did paper everything. <laughs> What's your preferred um, home search site then? I know you said don't use Zillow, but what, what real you... easy. If you're looking for a home, I want you to get connected with a local real estate agent cool. and they're going to hook you up with a search on the MLS. That's the multiple listing service hot off the press because a new listing comes up. You'll get it in the MLS days before Zillow. By the time you see it on Zillow or any other online platform, because I'm not here to bash Zillow or anything like that, any other online platform, you're probably already late to the party. So if you're serious about buying a home, you need to hire a professional, hire the right real estate agent who's going to get you the homes in real time on the MLS. It's the only way to fly. Interesting. Yeah, and that's a really good tip, too, for anybody, you know, because there's, like you said, there are a lot of buyers who are now trying to hop into the market and they will be competing against a few other offers, right? I think uh, National yeah. Association of Realtors came out and they said, well, like the average home has about 3.8 offers, right? So and it's it almost guaranteed that you're going to be competing with somebody. So the oh, best yeah. thing you can do is be prepared. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of the first time home buyer price points, they're highly, highly contested. You go up into the higher price points, they're, they're contested. 
but not as hard. But like if you're a first time home buyer and you're looking 250, 300, you better be ready, guns up, ready to go. Like ready to go to battle and better have a great lender behind you and a great real estate agent behind you. And if that's the case, we'll get you under contract. We're getting first time home buyers under contract all the time. We're getting FHA under contract. We're getting FHA with seller assist under contract. Okay. It's all about setting the expectations for the buyer. Let's uh, stay on that point real quick because that's something I wanted to talk about too is uh, people who might be looking to get into the real estate world and with different financing methods, right? There's especially in Philadelphia, let's, let's just focus on Philly. If you're not living in the area, people should understand that there's a lot of opportunity here, a lot of room for development and growth over the next few years. And it is just wide open for the taking. Now, when you look at financing some of these properties, though, some of them may not qualify for regular conventional loans, right? So what's the best way somebody can get into, say me and Albert wanted to go ahead and flip a house out in West Philly, North Philly. What are some options that we have? Yeah, so you have you have what's called uh, either hard money, private money, or uh, what's called non-QM for that. So just to give you a nickel tour here, so you got Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, they're GSEs, government-sponsored entities. So the government, they're not part of the government, but the government sponsors them and helps them. It provides the pool of money, which about 95% of the money supply comes from when you're going to go buy a home, okay? So that's where most people who are watching this and have a mortgage – most of you, probably 99% of you out there listening, have a mortgage backed by Fannie, Freddie, Jenny. Okay. If you don't fall into that mold because that money is really there for people to buy a home or, or to obtain home ownership. So if you're looking more on the investor side, yeah, you can buy an invest, investment property, but that is mainly to hold and generate rental income. So if you're out there trying to fix and flip properties, it's that old saying, it takes money to make money, right? There's these guys on TV talking about how they started investing in real estate with no money and flipping. Look, at the end of the day, I'll give you their secret and you don't have to buy their book. They get angel investors, okay? Which means you got to go find some rich old person that's going to believe in you and throw you a bone, help you out on your first deal and get you some money or you're going to have to crowdsource it, right? Because you still need a down payment. You know, there. if everybody could buy real estate with no money down, we'd all be investing in real estate and laughing our way to the bank, right? So it's the same thing. You want to invest in crypto. How, how can I start investing in crypto with no money out of pocket? Okay. Oh, but right? they'll tell you. They'll tell you. Sounds <laughs> ludicrous, right? But I got people all day long coming to me going, Josh, how do I invest in real estate with no money out of pocket? I'm like, what word in invest and zero out of pocket? How does that mesh? That's a total disconnect. But there are financing methods out there for that um, that will allow you to finance the cost of the purchase and then also the rehab. And then you put your down payment based upon the ARB, the uh, ARV, the after repair value of the home. Um, so they're very strong pro- programs. They're going to, you know, a lot of them. 10, 20% down, depending on how well qualified you are, how much experience you have, et cetera. But there's a whole nother pool of money out there for people to get their feet wet. I just want to set the expectations clearly up front. When you invest, it takes money to make money. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I like, I like that yep. breakdown. It's a good point there, people. You got to invest. All right. Can't be coming out of pocket with no money down. Well, no, right. you, he's just saying when you come to the table, make sure you got money ready when you come to the table. Right. Yeah. Yo, and, it, and literally we talked about earlier, right? Invest. If I invest in a coach, right, and pay them money, 
you're damn right. My ass was up early this morning in the gym <laughs> after the weekend, getting it in, right? Yeah. Because you're going to put your focus on where your money is. So I've made an investment, which in turn is going to pay me dividends, right? In myself, getting myself better, healthier, everything else. So it's the same thing. You, we, we need to invest in our businesses, invest in what we do. And a lot of people don't truly understand what that word invested means. Like, are you invested in your business? Are you invested in your marriage or your relationship? Mm, mm, mm. You know, <laughs> asking the real questions. Yeah, yeah. Why, at me like that. asking the, because I you'd only married wife. one. You'd I'm only married invested. one. He's married. <laughs> you only married what? I'm very invested. Yeah, y'all married. You're talking to me. Yeah, no, he's definitely not talking. Not to talking you. to me. Yeah, nope. Josh, you, 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 so you talking to me? Yeah, he's <laughs> talking to him. So you brought up crypto two times since you've been on. <clears throat> Is are you big into crypto as well? I, I didn't want to bring Huge. it up, people. Listen, Huge. I didn't want to bring Which, it up this week. Albert brought it up. Well, Dikembe, it's his I favorite think, thing to talk about in the I world. Think, I think I'm. I think I'm changing them. No, I think well, I'm getting. I mean, changed I, I invest. I actively I think, invest yeah. in. Crypto, y'all hear it? So. Y'all hear it? What, um, what do you like? In if you want, do you care to talk about like what what your like stocks are or like what you like? Yeah. So so look, you you have to have a diversified portfolio portfolio, sure. right? So I don't invest in one thing. I got mu- many different streams of income also planning for retirement, right? right. We got term life, whole life, right? Sure. I got an IRA and an a Roth IRA. So right there, I have four sources of retirement income, two that are going to be taxable, two that are going to be non-taxable, right? So I'm defraying out my tax liability now and then also for, for the future. Uh, also, I have my brokerage account, um, that I'm usually pretty aggressive with because, um, you know, I'm hoping I can retire in the next 12 years so I can go with the ebbs and flows with uh, the market right now. Um, but a lot of times I go on feelings, kind of research what I see going on in my industry. I used to direct how I move my money in and out of the market. But right now I'm really big on crypto because here's the reason why. And we talked about it a little bit earlier The literally it's the power of the U.S. military and that the dollar is the preferred currency in the world to trade oil, okay? That gives the Federal Reserve here the ability to print money like it's going out of style, like literally printing money, okay? The only thing that's backing that is the military and that you got to buy barrels of oil with U.S. dollars. You're not using rubles. You're not using yuan. You're not using the euro, okay? So that's what's keeping the dollar hold for right now. What I love about crypto, and that goes back to – uh, with me, I'm big Adam Smith, invisible hand, right? That is us, the people. We, the people, are determining what the value is of these tokens, of what the value of Bitcoin is, Ethereum, Solana, Avalanche, Binance, you know, whatever you're into right now. Because we're determining, okay, that's the selling point. I'm willing to buy that now or no, I'm going to wait till it drops or I'm going to buy it before it continues to rise. So we're dictating the value of these coins, which I like, which is to me is more so a true free enterprise system than the government saying this dollar is worth this because I said so, because I got my military all over the world and we're controlling oil right now. So for me, I'd rather be part of the people and fighting back a little bit. And I look for crypto for growth, but I also look at to, to store value as well. Yeah. Those are great points. And I mean, it's funny how we're seeing all this happen in real time with our conversations. You know, we started talking about crypto a few months ago. Now we started talking about inflation, all these things, but 
you're starting to see how people are kind of buying more into the belief that okay maybe some of these cryptocurrencies could have real staying power well you're just because missing, of all the craziness that's you're just going missing on. out on opportunity yeah, bro, but think about, like, think about how people are shifting money. though because of the inflation that's happening right and like the whole conversation around like okay what is your dollar really going to be worth if these things can't be fixed over the next couple of years yeah i'm just trying to make more money based on it it's just right. going up and that's the thing like it goes up but think about what josh was saying on the last episode right the title of it get off the sideline right because and that's what yeah. we're doing and that's what we're actively trying to do and hopefully like we say yep. people are getting into it you know and educating themselves about these things because the world is shifting things are going to be happening and whether or not you like it or get on the train you're either going to be left behind or you know be with the people who made the necessary moves and I know like last time we were together, um, I think at the holiday party, you know, we were talking about crypto for a while, you know, just talking yep. about the different things, um, how we see it getting, uh, you know, just incorporated in different industries too. But that brings me to the point about like implementing things like smart contracts, using NFTs for the sales of homes and things like that. There was a recent sale that just happened down in what, Tampa or uh, Florida? Yep. They yeah. listed the first home as an NFT. Yep. Yeah. Just show like the, um, the actual credibility in the industry, right? And like the yep. usage. What, yeah. What are, what are your thoughts? I on mean, that? blockchain. I mean, I think my entire industry is going to be on the blockchain. I deal with non-public personal information. What is the best way to keep it secure? Mm-hmm. Put it on the blockchain because if somebody was able to hack it, it's destroyed. That's the beautiful part about it. There is nothing to gain unless you're totally malicious. But the amount of effort to put into it, it, it wouldn't make financial sense to try and destroy something that you can't use you know what i mean so eventually i yeah i think everything is going to be on the blockchain so that's where i look into the utility of tokens right and what is different protocols right and how they're going to be used right uh bitcoin's the granddaddy of them all but they're it's an energy suck um you know it's a lot harder to do transactions that's why ethereum started to come through, right? And then you started seeing Ethereum. People wanted you to change your dollars for Ethereum and then you're using your Ethereum to buy your NFTs mm-hmm. or some of these altcoins, people call them, you know, the shit coins, right? So when I first got into Shiba, right, I had to go jump through hoops, go get my Ethereum, you know, swap it out on Sushi Swap, get my Shiba, move it on over to my wallet, you know? But I had expectations with Shiba. Like I never expected it to go to a dollar because the market cap is like 330 trillion there's not 330 trillion dollars in the world mm-hmm. and everybody's like she was going to a dollar and i'm like yeah i wish but it's Ow. not <laughs> but i got in low enough so my my point zero 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 six is now point zero 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 six and i made some nice coin right mm-hmm. good so, for you man so i got in real early on it you know and was good same thing i i was late i said before i was late to the party with bitcoin when it was around five grand and I thought I was late. Oh man! I was you late to the party with Instagram, you but I got over a hundred thousand followers. That number? <laughs> no, don't say that, Josh. Did you get in Bitcoin at five grand? Five grand. Oh, oh crazy! Pain that that. Yep. Craziness. Yep. Good and I have my miner still going. You know what I mean? Oh, so good for you, it's, man. It's still ding, ding, passive money. I'm sleeping. Ding, ding. You know what the funny thing is? Like I'm checking out Coinbase right now, looking at the price of Bitcoin over the past couple of years. Back in 2019, it had dropped down to around 5,000, 7,000, right? So, and we're still seeing some volatility with it. So, yeah, yeah, it's gone up to 45. And now I think today it went back down to 37. Yeah. It, that, yep. It's just been moving. Definitely back. some volatility. For sure. Yep. But, but where do you, but he's like, holding though. Like Natalie, yeah. Care. And like Natalie said, it's still been the best performing asset over the past decade. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, so, so just like any other thing, I, I uh, prepare, you know, 
you, you only invest what you're okay with losing, right? Just like gambling or anything else, right? Sometimes you got to take risk, no risk, no reward, right? So pretty much everything I'm playing with in crypto because I got in so early in Bitcoin, uh, it's profit on profit. Mm. So right. the whole thing could go under tomorrow. I got all my initial investments back and then some. So I'm good. So I'm playing with play money, like playing you, on yeah. top of playing. Thank God, <laughs> right? But also like when Bitcoin was hovering up, it's 69,000. I said, it ain't breaking 70 yet. So I sold off a huge chunk. Wow. It came crashing back down. I bought the dip, right? So now it's going up and down. Now I'll wait till it starts to push up that 70. And then I'll decide, do I cash out or think it's going to break break that ceiling? You know, a lot of people called last year, it would break 100 grand. But just watching ebbs and flows yeah. of it, I said, there, it's not going to break 100 grand. And when I saw it pushing that 70, I said, it's not going to break through. Um, but you know, right now I think it's totally undervalued. I think it's now is still a great time to get in. If you don't have, um, sizable assets to move into Bitcoin, there's other great coins with great utilities out there. Um, you know, um, Avalanche, Phantom, uh, Solana, um, those big three, I think, you know, I'm watching the migration from the Bitcoin to Ethereum, these guys move a lot faster. Their gas fees are much, much, much lower. So it's a lot easier to trade crypto. And right now, since I'm holding, I'm staking crypto as well. Mm, um, nice. So while I'm waiting for go up, I'm earning other tokens, which in that I'm cashing back in to buy more Phantom, buy more Binance, buy more Avalanche. Um, so there's so much that you can do. And just, you just got to learn about it. You got to get around people. You got to, like me and you, you can be talking about it, right? Yeah. not going to, you know, buy into Doge because some some dude's pointing like this on TikTok going, you know, who's 18 years old living in the mother's basement. You know, yeah, I'm sure they're, they're making money, but I'm going to go to real sources. I'm going to do my own research, right, and see where the utilities are for for the tokens. You know, it, it, do they, is there science behind it or is it just – Elon's dog and we're taking it to the moon. Exactly. Right. And it, look, there's money to be made. There's plenty of money that people made with Do Doge and Shiba and Floki and all that. Um, I've made money off all three. So <laughs> it's all good, but you got to know when to get in and you got to know when to get out, you know? So there's a little bit of risk there, you know? So, but all in all, you know, I think I've, I've hit, I've had a few misses, but that's okay. I mean, that's just like anything else. You got to take the good with the bad, but crypto's here to stay. And I truly believe it's the predecessor to a uh, one world economy. Yep. So that's why I'm big on it too, because if this inflationary dollar continues, um, I think we'll probably start to see a merging of currencies. Hmm. You know, we already seen in Europe with the Euro, that was just the tip yeah. of the iceberg. So how do we make a one world currency? You can't really do it with the Euro. So we saw it really can't expand past Europe, right? Now look at it, Bitcoin. Right now I can send Bitcoin to China like that. Mm -hmm. This is so pretty, we had a, pretty we powerful. Had a, we had a guest on <clears throat> Josh, one of our prior episodes, Natalie Burnell, and she actually hosts a podcast called Coin Stories. And, and she has like all the prominent players in mm -hmm. the crypto game. Come on. Like she had, she had a, she sat down with sailor. Um, oh, she yeah. sat down with the CEO of okay coin. Oh yeah. She's a beast. Yeah. Um, and she came on and talked about Bitcoin and she was just hitting on all the points you've been hitting on. So mm -hmm. you could tell yeah. you're, you're versed in what you're talking about. And so, yeah. And I, 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 and me, I mean, I'm just scratching the surface. There's, there's other people out there that's heads. It's really like, and I just try and pick up knowledge wherever I can, you know, I'm like a sponge, but it, again, can't, 
You can't make money if you're on the sideline. Get in the game. You know? Did you have do you have any other questions for Josh? No, I was gonna say, you know, he's talking about like, you know, educating yourself and things like that. I know Josh is a big um, you know, reader, so I wanted to see if there was anything you've been reading lately. Um, you know, latest content. So I'm ready for you on that one, right? Nice. Here we go. So two good things. Um I'm gonna get two things. One, this little book right here you can get on Amazon, The mm-hmm. Art of Peace. Okay. This has been great. My life coach turned me on to this. Um, oh, that's a little book. That's a tiny oh, little book. Oh, yeah. You, like it's Small it's really great. So, like me, um, has a short attention span. It's really short, right? And here we go. Like, there's just, there's just so many good sayings of just how to be peaceful. Hmm. Like, move like a beam of light. Fly like lightning. Strike like thunder. Whirl in circles around a stable center. Right. So then I just read that and ponder that and I'll meditate on that. And it's just it's utterly amazing. So the art of peace, this is what I've been doing, because for me, I used to be an aggressive warrior. Right. Coming from a martial arts background. And sometimes, you know, I'm thinking, you know, like, you know, you have to use force to get your way. Mm -hmm. I'm more I'm more like Bruce Lee, man, the art of fighting without fighting now. So this really brought peace to me. Still having that warrior spirit. Right. Not saying you got to be a pushover, just you got to know when to draw your sword, right? Now I keep my sh- my sword sheathed and not running around with it out all the time, mm. right? But so you let great- them know. You let them know. It's like, listen, don't start with me because I got here. that thing on me. Don't make me pull it out. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You got that right. And then the other one, oh, this is amazing. So the map of consciousness, mm. Okay. This book is amazing. You can see I got so many flags in here and everything. This has been great for me because every morning I have my morning routine. I go to, I wake up, I meditate, I set my day, I go to the gym, we work out. Afterwards, we hit the sauna. It's amazing. 15 minutes, you just sweat. Sometimes we sit in silence. Other times we'll we'll speak. Um, But the map of consciousness is amazing. So there's different levels of consciousness. So like at the top, you have, you know, Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, right? Uh, those have reached like true enlightenment. Um, so my goal is to try and get as high as possible to them. Never, I've never reach it. But like, you know, if you, you shoot for the moon, you fall into the stars, right? You're still okay. Yeah. So if I, if I shoot to be like those three and I fall short, then I've definitely raised my level of consciousness, right? Um, So that's really what I've been um, changing and swapping out, taking negative energy and turning it into good, um, operating in love and grace, things that men, manly men, don't normally want to talk about Mm -hmm. because they're like, oh, well, Josh Josh is on here talking about love. He must be soft. Let me tell you, man, I'm I'm the farthest thing from soft, and I'm going to love you to death too as well. You know (laughs) what I mean? So this is an amazing, amazing book. Pick it up. It, it would, you want to set your mindset right for your personal health and for your business. This book is utterly amazing. This is uh, recommended by my coach. It's a great read. I mean, you could, you don't, you could just pick it up any chapter. You know, you don't have to read it straight through. But these two right here will totally change your mindset and really, really help you grow and develop and turn into the best person, best version of yourself that you can be. Highly, highly recommend. Man, that's so relevant for us. Thank love, you for that, Josh. Because I, love, that's- I love how people, the, the world is making such a 
change towards breathing bro, bro, and like just, and like calm it really is becoming such a, a prevalent thing we talked about this the pandemic it, i think it made a lot of people realize it's like you know what well because i think it made people go crazy we can so people thought solutions yeah. and yeah. some people are like listen I was I gotta, one of them. yeah i really mm-hmm. gotta calm down like life yeah. is just kind of all over the place i'm so scattered i'm bouncing from here to there you know like doing everything and then it's just like wait how do you quiet the noise yeah, I think people sought solutions from isolation, drove people mad, and, yep. and now everyone's searching for ways to find inner peace. Look, Josh, yep. and two books they get, on it. They yep. get they get lost in the sauce, yeah, you man. know, and they're all over the place. Exactly, and it's like, yeah, bring yourself back, crazy. Get, get yourself recentered, show yourself some self love. I always say the first love is self love, right? Because if you can't love yourself, who can you love, right? So I want to be in love with myself. It's not being egotistical or feeding my ego or anything of, of, of that nature, right? It's just me being the best version of myself because if I'm able to do that, now I can give love more freely to others, mm. right? Have you ever read the uh, the Wim Hof Method, Josh? Have I have not. Oh, wow. I'm going to send you so I'm going to send you something. Send it to me. Yeah. Oh, big supporters. Yeah, I'm so excited. Big I love talking about this. So it's this guy who... T- base his entire practice around cold exposure and and breath work so he has two pillars to his his like method and it's breath work cold exposure and actually it's three pillars the third pillar is consistency and using the practice i'm going to send you the book i highly you are an individual who will attack it yeah Um, oh yeah yeah and you'll love it man and then i just can't wait for you to reach back out to me be like hey man i've been doing the cold showers oh it's gonna be perfect too okay so that's that's part of what i'm working on right now i I can't do them i can rinse off cold and that's about it so when i get in i start it hot and then as i finish up it was one of the big things that my um my my coach um recommended and then we also do a lot of breath work so um, with the meditating and stuff. And it's so good to sit in stillness and you'll be amazed when you're able to clear out your mind of all the noise, what comes to your mind. It is so powerful. Like I've written stuff down because if you get both these books, you also got to get yourself a journal, right? Mm -hmm. So anything that is profound that comes to me through my meditation, I write down in my journal and then this is getting handed over to my ghostwriter is going to write my book based upon everything I'm writing in my journal. So like one of the things I'll tease you guys with, it will be in my book, but I won't um, give it to you right now, but I was, I was uh, meditating and I came up with the one, two, three, four, five, six, the eight C's of conflict resolution. Okay. Let's hear. Okay. Let's hear them. So ready. I'm going to give them to you real quick. And the funniest thing is, is so as I'm meditating and I'm giving it, I'm giving this out to my coach, right? Who's walking me through, guiding me through it, right? So the eight C's of conflict resolution, control, command, clarify, compromise, closure, completion, calmness, and change. I like the last one. I like how right? change is the last change. one. Right. That's the biggest one. So here's even better. So we talked about the eight C's of conflict resolution. Notice that there's one C we didn't talk about combat. Hmm. Guard of peace. I'm the peaceful warrior now. Right. So there's no crushing in those C's. Right. So that is all going to be, and I have it all broken down, which each C, you know, means and everything like that. It's all going to be in the book. But if you ask me, Josh, right now, or if I said, Al, Dikembe, write down 10 things 
on how to improve your life or how to do something, mm -hmm. you might struggle, right? Because you got all this chatter, all this noise. But if you sit in stillness and you're meditating, you clear out your mind and you think about that and say, okay, you know, here we go. We're coming up against some conflict. How do we resolve it? And literally those words, it was like a word bank swirling around and it would just come to me. And the craziest thing, it came in that order, which is the exact order of how you would do it. Because the, the whole thing about uh, conflict resolution at the end, right, is change. You have to want to change. Hmm. Most people don't want to change, and that's why they're stuck where they're at in life. Damn, we got yeah, this. Insider preview, Josh G's book. I'm gonna run that back again. That's I like that. I like that breakdown. Because if it but goes like if it goes like New York Times bestseller, we heard it first. We heard it. You first. heard it first. That's that exclusive drop. First sip. You heard it first. Yep. Wow. So wow. see that? It, and it's coming. Like it's coming. It's not there yet because I don't do anything half-assed. But when it's ready, it's gonna mm -hmm. come out. And I'm really trying to disrupt, um, you know, the coaching market because nobody talks about both business mm -hmm. and life. It's usually either or, right? If you notice most coaches out there, nobody's doing a hybrid, mm -hmm. which you have to do because they go hand in hand. Like we talked about before, like that one employee that's always late, their life's a mess. You can't stand working with them, yeah. right? So that's what I'm trying to change is, is saying like, you got to have both. You got to have life balance. You can't have crushing it at work and your home life being disarray. It just It just doesn't happen or vice versa. Mm. So looking to kind of disrupt it a little bit so we'll see what happens you know what i mean oh, people are either gonna love it or hate it but it's all good you know at the end of the day i know it works for show. me and the only thing is, work listen, you're gonna find your tribe of people who it's gonna work with that's what we're yeah, yeah. exactly and, and look yeah exactly you said it right it's the tribe because every everybody's different you know and and like what we just talked about is not for everybody crypto is not for everybody you know life coaching is not for everybody the art of peace is not for everybody but any of you that want to make a change in your life let's go <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, you brought up another thing there about like listing out, you know, challenging yourself and said, okay, list out 10 things that you can do to change your life or to make an impact on your life. And that's a really good thing because it's like when people write out New Year's resolutions that are so vague or they write out a goal, you know, that's really like vague and it doesn't have yeah. any direct impact on their life or it doesn't like they don't even know like what the outcome is, you know, what why they're doing these things. So, you know, yep. I would be interested to see like, you know, if anybody out there wants to try that and see, you know, because I know I do that. Like, you know, I'm big on vision boards, you know, and I have my journal right oh, yeah. here, like you're saying. So at the beginning of the year, you know, that's something I did was write out, okay, what are some things I want to do for this year? And I think right now on my wall, there's probably like 12 or 13, like listed out like line by line by line, you know? And I know for me, like when I do my meditation in the morning, I sit there <clears throat> and I like visualize, you know, myself like actually achieving these things, you know, and actually like being there and it already like, you know, like how Stu was saying, like see yourself in the moment mm -hmm. and really ask yourself, like, how would you feel if you had all these things, you know? So like we're saying, people, if you want to challenge yourself, do something this week, try it. Sit five, 10, five or 10 minutes, meditate and see what really just comes into your mind. Yep. Just sit in stillness for, yeah, exactly. Five, 10, 15 minutes. You'll be surprised what it will do for you. Josh, you want to experience and talk about still wait till you hit two minutes in the cold shower, my friend. Ooh. You yeah, will, you will experience a different world of still and because mm -hmm. your body is only focusing on survival. And there's <laughs> yep. nothing and, but and it's it's so cool. Exactly. And that goes hand in hand with the breath work. Like I've done some really intensive breath work mm -hmm. um, where literally you think you're going to pass out like you're breathing, you're filling your lungs up with oxygen, your face starts to 
tingle, you know, you start feeling on your forehead, your fingertips start to go numb, and then you push through it, and then you just drop into this deep meditative state. And it's just the stuff that um, I've been able to do has, has really been amazing and really um, brought me to a place of peace and clarification of, you know, what I need to do in my life, my business and everything. It's been really, really helpful. But that same thing is like, well, you mentioned tribe. It's like, we kind of need to get back to our roots, almost like our primordial roots, right? Mm-hmm. Not eating all this processed food, right? Um, interacting with each other as human beings, you know, taking care and honoring ourselves and honoring our bodies, you know? Um, I think we've really kind of gotten away from that. And and especially during COVID, you know, people, you know, everybody's like put on the COVID pounds and everything else, you know, wouldn't get up, wouldn't shower, you know, Mm -hmm. you got out of your routines, you know, you got out of your habits into these bad, bad habits, you know, and, um, you know, I think people are now starting to want more coming out of it. It's almost like a a bear waking up from hibernation, like, okay, I got to get back at it. What's your uh, content rack, Deke? I'm kind of right on the same track with Josh. I've been listening to a, well, I'm still reading Principles by Ray Dalio, but I'm listening to another audiobook in between, um, pra- Practicing Stoic. Hmm. So it's by, what's his name, Ward Farnsworth, right? But it basically, he goes over a lot of different, like, philosophies from, like, uh, people who had just, had, like, a stoic uh, way of being, right? Um, people like Marcus Aurelius, people like Seneca, some of these just, like, once again, these, like, old philosophers in history that people might have heard about. Um, and one thing that they realize, not only with these older people, but even like modern day CEOs and, you know, like some of these things is that they all have a way of caring themselves, right? They have a way of addressing certain situations. Like we talk about like, you know, when challenges might come up or like Josh was saying, you know, like choosing peace instead of like choosing violence, right? That's a, that right there is a trait of like stoicism, right? It shows that, okay, like you have the ability to really take a step back from like what is going on or like what's trying to like fight you and like anger you in the moment and be like, wait, no, like. I have full control over this. Let me be my best self in this moment and see, you know, like how I can now navigate and looking through history, like what this book covers, there's so many people who have replicated that and learned from these other figures and have found ways of like being successful and like reaching top levels of their life in whatever field it might be, right? Whether it's like ruling a certain kingdom, you know, or ruling a company, you know? So it's, it's just, those things kind of interest me to see the similarities just across time, right? Because these are hundreds and hundreds of years that we're talking about. But like you said, there's certain traits that just come back to each and every one of them that now, like, think about it. We keep right, reading transcend. We can pick them up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I keep, like, reading these things, listening to stuff like what Josh is talking about because it works, right? It's no different than if somebody tells you, hey, if you want to get X, Y, and Z in the gym, try to do this workout, try to do that, and it will give you an outcome. So if people, successful people, like we say, are recommending these books, if they're saying, hey, this helps me, it's helped make an impact in my life. I got nothing but time. I'm gonna sit there and read it, listen to everything, and just soak up all the knowledge. So Good mindset. Yeah. It's the right mindset to have. What about you, Bert? Yeah, so um to take us home, I so I made a promise. Um one mm-hmm. of our one of our listeners actually reached out to me. Um <clears throat> actually one of our previous guests, Dennis Carroll. So okay. he had a, he had a good friend, um, who dropped a book on February 1st. I personally haven't read it. Okay. Um, but he recommended it because he's, she's a good friend of his. And then we actually had three people reach out and recommend the book wow. before I even talked about it. It came out February 1st. It's called the menopause millionaire by hmm. Carol Hodges. And this is a woman who reached a certain point in her life, um, regarding her relationship and where she was with work and, and her career. And when she hit <laughs> menopause, she was like, you know what? I'm just going to do nothing but ascend. 
Mm. And she went on this like crazy war path. Love it. It's not nothing but success. Again, The Menopause Millionaire by Carol Hodges. And it's directed towards women in that demographic and that time in their life. But how to do nothing but prosper as you hit that second hill in your life. And and she's a, I, we talked to her because she considered coming on the podcast, but she didn't really fit our demographic. Um, but dude, she is an electric person. So, I mean, I'm going to yeah, buy the book for my up. mom. You can clip that up and uh, shout it out. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get that. Like uh, that sounds like an amazing read because it, exactly like, you know, age is just a number. It's a time it's made up by man. You know yeah. what I mean? So don't, you don't have to wait to menopause. That was her wake up call, you know, and now she's trying to reach a broader audience. So that, that sounds amazing. She's trying to find her tribe, you know? Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's amazing. And so she's yeah, cool. but she's really I definitely cool want to read that. To. Yep. Because that's all it's exactly what you said. It's all about mindset saying enough is enough. I'm going to ascend. Josh, thank you so much for coming on, man. You, you, your energy is so unique and it's so evident on why you were so successful. Um, where can people find you one last time? Well, um, Instagram, give me a follow. I'll follow you back at who is Josh G. Uh, anybody that ever wants to meet for a cup of coffee, that's how I do it. I take relationships, start them online, take them offline. Um, anybody in the greater Philadelphia area, business professionals, whatever, I don't care what you do, um, we can connect. You know, you could dig ditches for a living. You could build skyscrapers. I don't care. Um, I like meeting people of all walks of life. Um, so anybody that wants to connect, hit me in my DMs. I'm always available for coffee, breakfast, lunch, whatever. Um, but the more people that I get to connect with, the better. So reach out. Don't be a stranger. I'm here. I like that. That's it. Reach out. Don't be a stranger. Give who is Josh G a follow. Thanks so much, man. And as always, everyone, enjoy the first sip. <laughs>